Welcome to Play by Players, an MLSPA podcast. This show is brought to you by the players and is all about the players, both past and present, who have plied their trade in MLS. You'll hear about each player's journey into the game, their careers and life after the game, on the field and off. It's all on the table. Now here's your host, former MLS player, Bobby Boswell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, really happy today. I have a, a former friend, a former teammate of mine on, a guy who uh, I, I say is a little bit closed off or has been. So I'm really excited that he's uh, chosen to give us some of his time. Uh, he's a former uh, U.S. men's national team player. He's a current Seattle Sounders player, former teammate at Houston Dynamo player. Please welcome to the podcast, Will Bruin. Hey, anytime that I can be on a show with you, Bobby, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, man. Well, how's, uh, how's everything going up in Seattle? I know uh, we kind of talked before this started, just uh, it's been a crazy time. How, how, are you, uh, how are you handling everything? Yeah, no, it's been, uh, this year's been like 10 years, essentially, it feels like, but, you know, we're in, coming towards the end of October and, you know, things are going, things are going well. We're, we're all healthy up here. You know, we've had families all good. So um, no complaints from us. Awesome. Awesome. And um, I know your birthday, I think is this week. Is that, is that it right? is the 24th? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, well, well, happy pre-birthday. Um, you. you know, I'm not I'll sure be, when, when this, will, when this will air, it'll probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and you both, buddy. Me yeah, and you exactly. both. It, isn't it crazy? I, it was funny, you know. I, I always say I, I try to absorb as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're you're a little bit different in that I, I know a lot more about you than most yeah. um, most of the people I've had on the podcast. I wouldn't say than most people, but um, you know, we we talk about uh, COVID and and all these uh, all these interactions with with fans, and there's no fans right now. Um, you know, when you say it's been like 10 years, we, we look at you had an injury going kind of yeah. into this thing. And I mean, what what for you has been has been kind of the 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 highlight of this whole dilemma and the and kind of the, the dark spot in it? I mean, I know you've hinted at not playing in front of fans, but, yeah. um, you know, there's also some positives, I think, that have come out of it. And, and you know, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I mean, I like the first thing I think is I had the Torma ACL last uh, June of 2019. Um, I was actually on track slated to come back um, a game against Dallas in March of this year. So it, it was like a game or two before the whole thing got shut down. So I looked at it then I was like, okay, that's just more time for me to, you know, to make sure I get my knee right and I'm strong and good and everything. So more time then, and then get back in individual trainings and like one of our first scrimmages probably in, I don't know, late spring, I had another freak injury um, on my tibia that put me back another month. But um, you, when you come back, when you're in these long injuries, you kind of expect the comeback to be this big moment, like, all right, I've been out a year, I'm going to come back in front of fans, and this is going to be great. First comeback was MLS's back tournament against LAFC in Orlando, score a goal, and I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And I look up, and I just see absolutely nobody, like nobody. We lose the game 4-1, so that's like – completely not the return I expected, but it was just, it's good to get back out on the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that game uh, in particular, cause I, you know, I, I think we've talked a little bit about it on text message and I'm just, I think you're, uh, I, I don't know why they haven't found a way to get you on the field more. Um, you know, and I think that regardless to, 
what the scenario is if someone's out because of COVID or injured, yeah. that you should always be out there. I think on, on most teams in this league, you're, you're a starter. I think you should still be a starter in Seattle. That yeah. game was, uh, you know, as a former teammate, I always root for my guys as a fan mm -hmm. of your game. Um, you know, I, I'm really hard on you. And, like, I thought you should have had – like, you had another chance in that game where you yeah. should have scored, it, kind of similar to the one you did score. And, um, you know, for me, it's like, oh, my God, this guy's back. And, and, and I think there's a lot of worry in people's heads, right? Uh, am I going to be yeah. the same player? Am I going to be yeah. successful? Um, you know, tell me, coming back from injury, were you happy? I know you're not happy there were no fans, but you had to have been happy with your performance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I came on, I got, like – last 10, 15 minutes of that game, and I scored the goal. But I know exactly what you're talking about the second one. It was another cross back post. I slid a little late. And I, after that, I said if I would have been, you know, a few more weeks into being in game, playing in shape, I would have scored that. And the game would have been 2-2. It would have been a whole different game. But um, but like you said, um, it's just it was really good to be back out on the field and playing game situations and, you know, not playing against your own teammates at training and stuff. Um and honestly, I, I like just feel like now um, in October, I'm just now getting my legs for like 90 minute fitness and playing. It's, it's been a long, a long time. And it's been, you know, coming off the bench once we got back into markets and started, you can't really get your, your legs back in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. It's, it's tough. And then you kind of are, I'm very hard on myself internally. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to get in there and score in 10 minutes. Well, why, why aren't I doing that? And so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like you kind of take for granted when the game's taken away from you, um, the situations and just the banter in the locker room and being around the team after a win and just like all that stuff. It's been it's been great to be part of the group again like that. And and like you said, uh, that's been my last goal is the LAFC one. So I, it's about time I bang one. So I need that. need that. Well, to well I, mean, I bang one by the time this airs. I know. I know you're trying to uh, I know you're trying to score one, but uh, I, I think we're talking. Ball. We're talking to the uh, the current defensive play of the week uh, recipient here with the, the clearance off the line. I mean, wh where did that come from? You caught on the wrong end of the field, but you're you're coming up big. You know, I remember back in our early Houston days, you had an, at at your house, you had the, when you would mark tally the goals on your chalkboard. So now I'm I'm going to start tallying my defensive plays. There you and, go. You know, maybe I start making my way back a line, back a line, back a line. No. Um, you know, if I can touch the ball inside the six in our defensive half, I'll take it. I'll take the, I'll take any touches inside the six. There you go. Well, no, I, I, I got a kick out of that. I, I thought I'd give you um, a little bit of a hard yeah. time. But I know we're, we're talking about the, uh, the, the current situation, but let's go back. Um, you know, a lot of people that don't know about you, you're a, you're a St. Louis guy. Mm -hmm. um, I played with a handful of St. Louis guys, and you all have, uh, all have a couple things in common. You're all huge sports fans. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Um, you're great soccer players. A lot of great players have come out of that region. A lot of forwards, too, which is yeah. kind of uh, kind of crazy. But tell me a little bit about um, growing up. And, oh, the, uh, the third one uh, was they all like to have a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's <laughs> in the water. They all like to have a good time. That's in but, the water. Um, tell me a little bit about coming up, um, you know, as a product of, of St. Louis. Yeah, I played um, for Scott Gallagher growing up in, in St. Louis. I think now they're called St. Louis Scott Gallagher Soccer Club or something. Names changed like 10 times since I've been there. But, um, you know, I think uh, I played for Tommy Howe, and he was really good at, like, um, just training guys and getting guys ready. And I also played basketball and baseball, so I never really was like, I'm super focused on soccer. That's all I'm going to do. I just 
you know, I, I played all the sports. Um, I just so happened to be best at soccer and just kept going with that. Um, I played at DeSmet Jesuit High School, which when, if you're not from St. Louis, then you know everybody talks about their high schools. So, so I'm sure if anybody from St. Louis is listening, they'll be like, oh, okay. But um, then went on to Indiana, and that seems to be another path that St. Louis guys take um, on, to, on to play at Indiana. And then, you know, now I'm here in Seattle. So it's kind of just been like I take it a chapter at a time. Yeah, and I think uh, you were one of, you know, four or five guys that went to to, Saint, to Indiana from St. Yep. Louis. Is that yep. right? Yeah. Um, I, I got a cool shout group. out to – to Noonan, you know, because I scored more goals than him at DeSmet, and then I went on and scored more at Indiana. So, you know, <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Pat. <laughs> well, tell me about Indiana. I mean, you, if there was something you could win at Indiana, uh, you pretty much won it. And, and you know, they've been a That's hot a national head. championship. Well, with the exception of that, I know had you stayed, uh, we could make the case. Yeah. We could make the case that you probably would have won it um, with what happened after you left. But, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that leave early and I'm sure their, their college teams would have done a lot better had they stayed. But while you were there, I mean, you, I think you won rookie of the year uh, for the big 10 and um, you know, just tell me a little bit about, you know, playing soccer at a, at a school with such heritage as uh, Indiana. You know, like all my roommates, my uh, freshman year and like my class, we all got a soccer house and stuff and they all stayed and played their fifth year. Um, and then obviously I left after my junior and they all got national championship rings. So they all, they make sure that I know that all the time that they have it. I don't. And okay, joke. Ha ha. Um, but no, playing at IU, it was, it was great. Um, big school, big 10, just going to like, even though they were no good at football, going to games was fun. Basketball, different story, very good at basketball, going to basketball games was fun. You know, I just wanted to be part of, um, you know, like the big, big school and, um, obviously playing for Todd Yeagley and also Mike Freitag. Um, they were both great coaches. And I think the program that I use one of the best, if not the best in the country, just because, you know, the way they shape their players, not only to be like great players on the field, but they also shape men to be, you know, good professionals in the real world too. And I think that's something that's, you know, resonated well with me because it's just, you know, skill and stuff will get you so much, but also you got to make sure that you take care of your stuff, your hard work, control the things that you can control and not get too out of whack about things you can't control and just kind of shaping you into a human is something that, um, that IU did really well for me. Awesome. And, and for uh, those that don't know, Will is an, a big sports fan of IU. He supports them and they, they had some rough years uh, when we played together and I would yeah. give him a hard time and oh, yeah. uh, unwavering, unwavering support for his alma mater. So you got to give, I got to give you some credit there. Yeah, you know, IU football, Big Ten football starting up my birthday weekend, October this weekend. I think we play Penn State, so hopefully it doesn't get too ugly. <laughs> yeah, so that could be a bad one. But, um, yeah. but you know, and the, the, one of the more interesting things um, played with, you know, I played a long, long time in this league, and mm-hmm. I think I can count on one hand, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I didn't really think about this a whole lot, but um, how many guys – had a girlfriend uh, at their college that they ended up staying with as a professional and marrying and, you know, still being married to uh, years later. So uh, you met your wife at, at Indiana? Yeah, at IU. She played volleyball there. Um, and no, she's not like 6'5". She's 5'2". Um, nothing against being tall, but every, that's the first thing everybody says, you know. Um, so she, she played volleyball there. She stayed and finished her degree. And I went down to Houston when I got drafted. And then she moved down there after. And now we're up in Seattle with one little boy and another one on the way. Where yeah, does the time go? 
Oh, I was just saying, it's a, it's a, I call that a success story, Will. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think I would always give, I might've given you the talk and, uh, and, you know, Lord knows I've, I, sh- I shouldn't I'm have been giving, I'm sh- I shouldn't have been giving a lot of guys talks um, on, on certain topics. And this might've been one of them, but, but I always told guys, I said, look, either decide, um, either decide if you want to be with them or, or move on. Cause the, yeah. the in between stuff never works. And yeah. a lot of guys think, Oh, I'll walk my own path. And, um, you know, and then later on, they're like, Oh, you were right on that one. But, but in your case, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I even had that talk with you, but I just think it's so rare what y'all, what you were able to do. And um, I think yeah. it's cool, you know, I, and I know my wife loves your wife and uh-huh. yeah, um, they talk all the time still. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think that I like to highlight, um, you know, especially in pro sports where yeah. uh, the divorce rate is so high, yeah. um, you know, that, that a guy was able to go from high or college to, uh, to the pros and maintain that. I think that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So, it was, yeah, it was not a, it definitely took some work and there were some, some tough times, but you know, we got through it. I got you. Well, everyone, yeah, everyone wait till you retire. They, they don't get any easier. It's a, it's a little, you know, but we could talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so, so tell, talk to me about getting drafted. I mean, did you, did you want to come to Houston? Did you, I mean, did you, I know you're a big sports fan. Did you watch mm-hmm. a lot of soccer in college or, or was it just kind of one of those where you're like, I'm, I'm good at it. I, if I get picked and, you know, depending on where I go, I'll just go and I'll ball out. Honestly, it was kind of like, and I think it's probably good for me that I was never like super always soccer, 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 soccer. I think I kind of took it like when I was in high school, I was like, oh, cool. I got a scholarship to go play soccer in Indiana. I'll go play soccer in Indiana and still get my degree, enjoy my life, blah, blah, blah. And then junior year came up and they're like, oh, you can go get drafted in MLS through Generation Adidas. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I remember talking to my parents and being like, well, should I stay and finish my degree? Should I, should I go? Blah, blah. I think my mom wanted me to stay and finish. And my dad was like, you need to go. And at the end of the day, obviously my dad made the, the right decision and my mom will admit that. But, um, you know, and here I am in, in year 10. And no, I did not really have a desire of, you know, where I wanted to go. I kind of was just kind of taken in the moment on draft day. I remember being there and like all the projections, people say all these things. I was supposed to go top three, top four. And then I remember because Vancouver was the expansion team um, in my draft and they drafted Omar Salgado and that threw off the whole draft everybody you know kind of got pushed back things happened here and there because I I remember like from what I remember I think I was supposed to go end up going third to DC or something and then they ended up getting Perry Kitchen because the whole first pick got all and then I got and then Dom made the trade and got uh, Kofi and I I can't remember I think I was 11th or 9th or something you were 11th yeah well, I mean, uh, let's let's talk about yeah, yeah. Well, it was good for us, man. And, and Dom, you know, Dom had a a lot of these coaches. They joke around and they talk about how they don't take you know the draft is it's not you know and it's, it's getting harder and harder to find talent. Yeah. But um, you know, Dom always was good at finding guys that were were undervalued and that didn't get mm-hmm. taken high enough. You know, and I, I specifically think of you and and Jeff Cameron and that um, yeah. and that all these teams had shots at you and they just didn't do it, but. You know, talk to me about coming into Houston. You, uh, I want to focus a little on. It's really tough to uh, looking back on on your time here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I see it still now as a Houstonian and a fan of the Dynamo. Mm-hmm. Um, that people, you know, you don't realize. I think from afar how much people love Brian Ching here, and and yeah. you know, every everyone that's been here since you know after him, it's always that's the measuring stick and. Um, you know, for a guy that eventually 
you know, replaced him uh, per se. I mean, talk, talk to me about what your expectations were and, you know, coming into a team that had won championships and had been successful yeah. and then how you found your success because you were very successful here. Yeah, I think um, coming in as a rookie, I was I was very quiet. I'm way more open and vocal now um, than I was back then. But, um, you know, my mentality was head down, head to the ground, do your work. Don't don't try to get noticed. Don't try to talk too much. Kind of make sure that the veteran guys, you know, um, don't hate you because I think that makes things makes things tougher if you're on their bad side. Um, and I think, you know, coming in and just making sure I worked really hard and that guys saw that and people saw that it would lead to a good first impression. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that I got drafted somewhere like Houston and by somebody like Dom, because Dom really gave me that opportunity. I don't, I looking back, you never know if you get drafted other places, if you get the opportunities that, that you get. So, um, you know, but coming in, I knew that Houston was a great club, won championships before, had a great veteran leadership in the locker room. So I just, you know, don't mess up sort of thing. Don't, don't F it up. Don't, don't do something to, to make guys in the locker room not like you. Yeah, you, you were here for some guys that, that screwed that stuff up. But, um, yeah. but you know, I, I, think, I think you did work hard. And, and a testament to you, um, I, once again, I can count on one hand the number of guys that were young that played for Dom. Dom was not a very, uh, you know, he had a lot of veteran players. He, he yeah. relied heavily on guys. And um, it was hard to break in. And, um, you know, I got my – I've got my jerseys and everything yeah. I have here is, is by design, you know, and I've got this Ben Olsen jersey. Um, and the reason I have this jersey out is because a couple things. I mean, let's talk about your first hat trick. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. I mean, the reality is, is, is that was against my old club. And, yeah. and the guy marking you on most of those, he's going to hate me for saying this, was the guy drafted ahead of you. <laughs> um, you know, trying to stop you. And, yep, and yep. you know, Ben Ben and I were friends because we were teammates, and then he, he was my coach. And uh, and I can honestly say that he hates he hates Will Bruin on the soccer field playing yeah. against him yeah. because you, you have just had a way of killing this guy and killing his team. I always had success against them. I don't know what it was, to be honest. I, I really don't. But um, I always – I noticed that. I always – found success against against uh, DC and, and, and Ben and goals just just seemed to happen. Yeah, well, I appreciated it as your teammate. And then when I ended up playing for Ben, uh, I didn't realize how strongly he felt. And then yeah. the irony of it all, and I know you'll remember this, I, I can also say I don't feel bad for a lot of the things I've done to people on the field. A lot of times I let the, you know, the forwards – you guys get away with a bunch of a bunch no, of off I've the never balls. Never had a pal in my life. You, so you, hold on, you're an honest guy, though. I mean, you really are. You know, and and uh, I feel bad. You'll know what I'm talking about. We played you guys in a game, and and Ben was like, you know, we got to stop Will. I'm tired of this guy tearing us apart. And I I was physical with you. And I think I had a real dirty play off the ball, like a knee to the back. I I, I want to say I think I, this was in Houston. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I remember this game. I, I got you. I got. I'm pretty sure I got suspended for it. You know, not – I didn't get a card during the game. Yeah. But they looked at it, and you, and you were, like, gotten up, and you were real professional about it, like, hey, what like, what are you doing? And I'm just yeah. like, ah, you know, and you don't realize I got bent in my head, right? Yeah. So, the whole, the whole irony is I don't think you scored that game. I could be wrong. You might have scored, but we won. Yeah. But – but after the game, they'd say, I'm going to get suspended. And Ben's like, what are you doing, man? You got you to gotta be more professional. And I'm like, you're the guy that put it in my head that oh, I had to kill this guy. Yeah, um, that's your so, little mindset. It's just like, boom. Yeah, it's like you got me all riled up yeah. on, on playing against Will. Um, you know, and I, and I still feel bad about that play. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, it's like, and Ben was mad at me about it. And it's like, you're the one that gets me all, all worked up Honestly, on it. I don't really remember like the exact play. I just remember the knee to the back thing. I don't remember how it happened or what. Yeah, it was a cool, it was a long goal uh, punt or something. Ah. And I, I, you know, it was dirty. And, and I know when I do that stuff and I, I mean, I, I got Steven Leonard uh, the same way um, in another game, kind of a different, I think I got him earlier in the year. And so I think they looked at that and then yours and were like, yeah. okay, this guy's got a, a habit of doing it. But I think I didn't, feel, I didn't feel as bad about Stevens because he, yeah, he initiates. Get yeah, he initiates a lot of it. But with you, I felt bad. But at the same time, it's like it was what was effective in that, um, you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. But yeah. let's let's we had a lot of success. We went to two MLS Cups. We won yeah. a lot of we won a lot of uh, a lot of games. Um, yes. You know, we had a lot of fun. Um, I mean, did you did you enjoy your time in Houston or, or were you, you know, and I think you know where I'm kind of going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did you did you like it here or were you kind of kind of over it after a couple of years? I, I, I really enjoyed it. And then I think I got to a point where I was just like, all right, I need to move on, um, you know, and maybe that was Dom left. It kind of like disbanded. You left. Guys started leaving and, you know, kind of you don't want to be the last one standing, you know. Kind yeah. of in a situation like that. So I think, you know, you see these things happening around you. Players, one player moves here, one player moves there, coach moves here, blah, blah, blah. I just, in my mind, I felt like it was time for just, you know, a new challenge because I feel like I was just like plateaued mentally and like I didn't really care too much, whatever. Like maybe the fans didn't like me at the end and things happened but maybe I was a little immature with the way I went about things too but um you know it it is what it is and you know it's I'm enjoying Seattle right now and I think it was probably for the best for everybody that that uh that I moved on well let me ask you this and this is kind of tongue-in-cheek did you hate uh did you hate the title dancing bear or I mean is that it was it was hot while it was hot but is it yeah it's like it still sticks around to this day and I'm never gonna forget that when I still blame Chingy Chingy and Dom for that. When you know Dom's Friday finishing, when he chips it in, you bring it down your chest, and Chingy's like, you look like a dancing bear. That's the way I was chesting it down as my chest flails out. And Good then, old Chingy, Chingy poking yeah. holes in your armor, right? Yeah, I got, exactly. I, I, I got some – I found some old stuff here. We got – Oh, yeah. You know, yeah Will, nice. was, Will was the face of the franchise. Uh, for those listening, this is just the cover of a magazine. Will's on all, the front. All I see is Giles there, you know. You all Giles, Giles. Yeah. y'all had a good partnership, when, and we I did. love Giles. I yeah, love Giles, fun. but um, you know, you were you were a big name here, um, and like I said, it, it's tough because I think a lot of people wanted to hang on to the old old group, right? And yeah. the, uh, there's a changing of the guard, and yeah. um, you know, people people were like driving Dom out, and Dom was the guy that yeah. brought them so much success. So it's it's uh, not it's unheard of that you forget. Play, I was just say you play long enough to become yeah. the uh, the enemy, I guess. And exactly. so talk to me. Talk to me about getting traded and, and you know, uh, were you happy about it or, or what were yeah. you thinking when you find out that you're going? Uh, yeah, I had no idea, like, Seattle was even, uh, like, interested or a contender. And then when it happened, I was like, all right, let's go up there and, and see what happens. It still seems like so – it seems so long ago, even though this is my fourth year with them. Um, so it it's weird how, you know, perception of time makes things – I feel like I've been here for so long. And – it really hasn't been that long, um, you know, but it's been great. I've loved it up here. Um, you know, it's been a great team. It's the team is very, very good. So 
all around the field and our depth is very good. So there's a lot, there's always every year, the standards very high and trainings are getting tense, but you know, that's what, as you get older, that's what you need. Keep you on your toes, keep you, keep you playing well. So um, it's, I'm really enjoying it. Tell me how, how, I mean, y'all are a, a heck of a group. I'm MLS cup winning team and a team yeah. that competes every single week. I think the expectation is when, uh, when every single game on the road or at yeah. home, um, you know, talk to me about, uh, what makes that group so special? Um, I, I, I'll reiterate it again. I, I can't believe that you're, uh, you know, sometimes come off the bench for this yeah. group. And, and I think there's other guys on this team that uh, would be every game starters on half the teams in the league yeah. outside of there. So talk to me about how special this group has been and, and how Seattle's been able to cultivate this kind of culture. Yeah, I think um, since I've been here, I think – it's a very, very, very good locker room. Everybody gets along really well. There's not really clicks here and there. You know, maybe sometimes you see that in locker rooms where there's little small groups that don't really inter interact. I think our group, everybody gets along really, really well. And I think that's a good locker room. I think it's one of the most important factors in, in winning teams. And we've had that since, since I've been here. You know, I've never had any issues. Everybody gets along really well. But at the same time, like, everybody's competing like you're always you when you're training it's hard competitive you want to play sort of thing everybody pushes each other and I think it's just like an internal standard that we have within ourselves and within the locker room that you know we kind of police ourselves and I think that that goes a really long way okay and then I know uh, by the time this airs you will have played in the, uh, the Portland Cascadia Cup yeah um, you know, Talk to me about, you know, how does that compare to uh, a rivalry like Houston-Dallas? I, I mean, it, it yeah. seems I, – I, I was never a, a member of Seattle and, and Portland, but it seems to me that that's probably uh, the biggest rivalry in MLS. I mean, you know, where does that – where does it compare to the ones you were experiencing down here? Yeah, it's totally different beast, to be honest, especially when fans are, or stadiums are completely full. Um, I mean, even just driving up to the – say you're on the road in Portland driving to the stadium, you got fans flipping you off and screaming at you on the bus. I can't recall ever getting that on the road in Dallas. So um, just to start right there, you feel the, the uh, you feel the atmosphere, atmosphere, you feel the environment. Um, it's fun, competitive games. And then, you know, the, the games always feed off each other. They feed off that energy, whether you're in Seattle at CenturyLink or Providence Park in, uh, in Portland, I think the fan base, really drives this rivalry because it's like bragging rights. You know, you want to perform well for your fans so they can have their say and brag whatever banter on Twitter with whatever they do. But, um, you know, it's, it's a good one. It's a fun one. Um, this year, it kind of, it feels different this year because we've played them like 5,000 times, but you know, that's just the way <laughs> it is this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and to be honest, I, I think they're, a, they're a really good team as well. Yeah. So that's what makes it, I think as appealing and, and that with a yeah, lot both of teams the, are always really good. So they're always, exactly. they're always at the high, like high in the standings and it's always something on the line every game. Yeah. That's exactly my point was that, um, you know, a lot of other rivalries around the league, it's usually lopsided yeah. uh, where one team's not very good. And, and in this case, um, especially lately in the last yeah. several years, and like even teams. Thursday, it's for first place in the West. So it's always like, even in a year, like 2020, it's always, always something. Uh, let's talk about how your role changed a little bit, um, you know, when you got to Seattle. I, I mean, did you, you know, was the expectation going in there 
Um, not to say that Houston didn't have great players, but I think it's a little bit of a different beast when you got to Seattle. Yeah. Um, you know, were your expectations to be a starter or, or were you um, – yeah, I mean, I know the answer to this because yeah. I know I know how hard you are on yourself. Yeah. But you know, for the fans that don't know you, I mean, what were you thinking coming in, and um, you know, how how did you adjust? Yeah, I definitely came in with the expectations, like, look, I'm going to win the starting spot, and then you get there, and Seattle has they always do have some big name players, high profile players, so it's always it's always tough every year to you know get those minutes. But like you said, coming in, I wanted to come in kind of like the same as when I came into Houston, come in, make a good impression on the locker room, show that I'm here to work hard and win and kind of fight for minutes. And, you know, I think if you have players like that, always competing at practice, always driving, whether you're starting or whether you're fighting for a spot, like always improving the product, I think that's something that, um, you know, goes a long way. And, you know, I'm still every, every week, week in, week out, I'm still fighting for, for minutes. So it's just the way it is here in Seattle. And, you know, that's, kind of the culture and mentality and you know that that's bred some championships are you still uh, are you still an undercover meathead or no or not so much I think Corey Ash had that effect on me that would just get me bulked up man he's we always back at Houston we would have like liftoffs in the off season. I don't really have I don't really do that as much here so that's probably a good thing because now I can run better well, I remember, I mean, you, when they built that gym, I mean, you were always oh, in there, was, always, yeah. in, always in there. And I was like, I was like this, and it, you know, uh, I, I always say I'm a lot stronger than I look. I don't yeah. look like a whole lot, but I would watch you work out and I was like, that guy's a lot stronger than I am. But no, see, I would say like sometimes back in those days, it looked like I looked stronger than I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like it looked cool lifting some of that weights, but then when you're going shoulder to shoulder with you on the field, it's just like, boom. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I got a little stubby leg, so I have a low center of gravity. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Knock me off the ball. All right, well, let's talk about, um, so, you know, you win an MLS Cup there. Um, you know, there's some, there's some big moments. I personally, um, I follow all guys that get traded from one team to another. I'm always interested in, in watching them play their former teams. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the, the playoff game um, – back here in Houston, the two leg yeah. series. I mean, was that, was that kind of a, I, it's human nature to want to stick it to someone that let you go regardless yeah. of how you exited. I mean, was that a pretty, uh, you know, talk us, talk to the people that aren't familiar with it about, you know, the home and away series with, with Seattle and I Houston mean, in the playoffs. I wouldn't say that there's like, there was by far no like animosity, like, Oh my God, I'm going to stick it to them. But you're definitely turned on a little more when you play, former clubs and you kind of want to show like, did you really make the right decision, you know, sort of thing. So I think um, there's, there's always a little more motivation. Um, and everybody always talks about like, Oh, are you going to celebrate against your club? Are you going to do this or do that? Honestly, like every time I score, I black out. So I don't even know what I do, you know? So it's not like I'm never the type of person that's going to have this predetermined celebration, you know, and, and all that nonsense. But um but to answer your question, yes, I think there is a little more when you play former clubs, but at the beginning. So, like, if we were to play them tomorrow, I don't think it would be any different. Like, it would be completely different now. It's a whole different team, whole different everything. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, uh, and for those that don't know, he scored uh, – I think he scored in both legs. Is that right? Yeah, the first one was in Houston. And oh, I, like, put my hands out and people's like, oh, you're celebrating against your old club. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah, well, just so you know, I played my when I got to Houston and we I scored against DC like in the first game I celebrated because, yeah. um, you know, it's a whole new team, it's a whole new yeah. city. Um, I have 
you know, and, and people don't realize, fans don't realize that people send you, you know, especially if you're accessible, social media, you get a ton of, uh, a, a ton of nasty messages oh, yeah. from, from fans from all over. Yep. And I think the, you don't norm, normally pay attention to the, the Chicago Fire fans or the New England fans, you know, if you play in D.C. But when you start getting, like, hateful messages yeah. from your own, like, D.C. fans, people that you were like, oh, that guy used to tell me he loved me, and now yeah. he's telling me, like, he hopes I die um, – you know, it kind of, it actually changes a little bit. And I know that um, I remember, you know, that your wife would engage with fans on yeah. social media um, long before this happened. Yeah. Um, but, but talk to me, you know, I, I, I'm always fascinated with the, with the spouses um, because I wasn't a spouse of someone that did something like this. And yeah. I would have been, I would have been a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of defending my, my wife or, or my family yeah. members. Um, but you know, did you have, did you ever have a talk where y'all were like talking about it? I mean, she is her own person, so she's going to yeah. do what she does. But I mean, do you think, uh, did y'all ever have an awkward, like, Hey honey, maybe, maybe don't kill these fans. Or were you saying like, no, I'm glad that somebody's coming to my defense. Cause it's, it's, it's tough. So like through all the years, it's been like just ups and downs, peaks and valleys of dealing with this. Now I deal, I don't even deal with it anymore. It's just like, no matter what people are going to say, what they're going to say, regardless of anything. Um, so like I'd say beginning years when Caitlin like first moved down to, to Houston, she's obviously coming out of playing volleyball. She was very competitive and very, she doesn't like that. You know, I was the better athlete, but that always got under her skin, but um, she that's debatable. Went, that's debatable, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> better soccer player at least. Um, yeah. But uh, she would, you know, she would see these things and I don't know why she would search like, Oh, let's see what people are saying about Will. It's like, of course, people are going to be saying bad things, no matter what happens. Even if you have the best game ever, you lose one ball. Will loses the ball every time he touches the ball. So it's like one of those things that uh, she would look for, and then she'd be like, "Well, I don't like, I don't. Why is this person saying this?" Well, because people are entitled to their own opinions. If you engage in them, if you engage with them, if you tell them, you know, that show them that you're paying attention, they're going to just fish more. Um, so I think it got to a point where I we never really had to talk. I had to talk like that, but I was just like, "You done?" Like what good's coming from this like nothing it just gets you angry it brings it to my attention like there's no good comes out of this and finally we all growed up grew up a little bit not growed we all grew up and grew up yeah up. <laughs> we all growed up and now we're we're good to go and i got eddie here i know i noticed eddie earlier i got eddie i, I had lunch with eddie recently and uh, i told him i was excited to talk with you and he said i don't know if will likes me because i was uh you know as a commentator as, as a commentator, I was hard on him kind of his last couple of years. And I was like, I said, I, I said, Eddie, you're giving yourself way too much credit. Will doesn't exactly. care a thing about what you said about him when he was. I remember uh, one thing he said about me. Like, honestly. <laughs> well, so if you're like me, you didn't watch the games with audio. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you're hearing that. But, um, but I think it's funny how, you know, even as an old guy, you know, and yeah. I'm an old guy now, it's like you watch these guys and you, and you wonder like, do they like me or do they not? Yeah. But. Uh, I, I thought you'd get a kick out of Eddie. No, saying, I think that's great. I love it. I mean, as a commentator, you call the game as it is. It's not like, I mean, maybe I don't know if people have bias, but like if I were to commentate a game and a player missed a chance, I'd be like, he's got to score that if it's a very good chance. I mean, he's got to score that. It's got to, got to be in the back of the net. I don't think that players would take that personal. At least they shouldn't take that personal because, you know, it's, it's it all comes with the game. And, you know, if, if Eddie said anything mean about me, then maybe it's because, you know, no, I he, training Eddie, Eddie will say something mean to your face, but he wouldn't say it on yeah. the, uh, he wouldn't say it on the air. No, so. no, I love Eddie. You know, I, I, no, I, don't, I don't know why he thinks that. Yeah. 
no, Great that's guy. I think that's hilarious. Crazy um, trainings. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing. Eddie Eddie was a loony bin in training and on the field yeah. uh, in the in the weekends. But um, you know, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, great to play yeah. with. Another guy, uh, you know, you've been pretty fortunate and you've played, uh, you know, you had Eddie in there, mm-hmm. you had Jeff, um, yep. you know, you played with my, the guy that I voted for uh, best defender of the league w- yeah. with the exception of maybe Eddie Pope, uh, Chad Marshall. Yeah. Um, you know, you played with some really good defenders. Tell me a little bit about Chad. I know y'all had a great relationship. Yeah, and you, great, and you really like Chad. Uh, tell me a little bit for all the Seattle fans that can't get enough of that guy. Oh, what, Chad's uh, a clown, man. He's, he's a clown and like, he's so unassuming. And then when he steps on the field, he's just so good. You know, it's just like one of those things. The big joke was like, he had, he was so good at the wraparound with his leg as his leg was like 12 feet long that like anytime there was a entry ball, no matter what his leg is like extending and just kicking it away, it's like impossible to hold the ball against him. But, um, Great guy. He was a great guy for the locker room. Uh, sad to see him have to have to retire. Somebody that we miss, but like I think he was what three time defender of the year. Like he yeah. did it for a long time at a very high level, and maybe he should have got should have got more than than what he got throughout his career. But you know, he's uh, no, he, never he the, gonna, the guy to tell you that. You know, no, I think he uh, he did enough. He was he was awesome. Yeah. But I know uh, I know he was special to you and. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk about let's talk about what you what you want to do going forward. I know, um, you know, I know when you had the injury that you know you always question, okay, what am I going to do next? Um, yeah. You know, I, I told you, and I tell everyone this, you know, especially someone like you playing at the level that I expect you to play mm-hmm. at, and I think you are showing that you still have that 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 next level. Yeah. Um, play as long as you want, but wh- I mean, what are you? What are your goals and 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 the remaining time that you have and, and what do you want to do when you're done? Yeah, obviously when you have a long-term injury, like, like the ACL, you think about everything under the sun, you know, you got time to think about, well, this could have happened a different year. This could have happened at a different time. This could have happened, blah, 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 blah. And um, it's inevitable that I'm, you know, I'm 30 coming off ACL, but even though I feel like I, I, I honestly feel better now with, you know, I guess you could say it's almost a year and a half of like, just time off because of the pandemic and then the, the knee recovering. I just, my legs feel fresher now. Um, but you, you're going to think about what's, what's next, no matter what. Um, and you know, you, these are things that now that you have kid, now that I have kids too, it's things you, you definitely think about more. Cause now I'm thinking like, Oh, 529 plans, like all, all these things that I never thought about five years ago, you know, I'm th- I, last time I'm thinking, well, where am I going to dinner tonight or what's going on? So, um, you know, but obviously I'm going to, I feel like I have a lot of good years still left. Um, not really even thinking about anything, retirement, not even close on the, on the near term. But I, I think when I, whenever I get there, I think staying in the game is definitely something that I would be very interested in, whether it's, you know, front office side or, or coaching side. I, I, I think I could bring um, a good personality, good kind of uh, mentorship to, to the coaching side. But, you know, I still have a lot of time on the playing side left. Yeah, well, I think you're lucky in that you're in, uh, you know, Seattle. I know things can change pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, but I, I do think that they do a really good job of, of taking care of their own. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see you keep playing. And it's funny because, oh, sure. um, you know, you're, you've got great instincts, you know, very uh, kind of like Wando. He's got uh, that poacher's mentality. I think uh-huh. you're a little bit of a different beast, but Wando's still doing it at a high level yeah. at, at his age. And I, I think um, – you know, if you're not confined to your role, and I think you've shown that that you're not, meaning you, you help the team wherever you're, yeah. it's necessary, and, and 
when you have that mentality, man, you can play, yeah. uh, you know, and I, and I think we joked around about uh, when you get benched, like I got benched for the first time, I think in my 12th season or something like yeah. that, 13th yeah. season. And it was devastating. Cause I'd never, I just had the wrong mentality. And, and most people would say, that I think that I handled it well, but I don't think I did. And yeah. uh, I wish I'd handled it differently. Um, but I think, you know, from your perspective, you've shown maturity um, and accepting whatever role that you have. Uh-huh. Um, and I, th- I, you know, I'd like to see you keep playing. I mean, do you feel that's accurate that you, you, you think you, I know you joke around about being childish or yeah. Um, yeah. not, you know, but you've always kind of been a professional and making the right decisions. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, I always joke around with like having the good time and whatever, but I, I definitely think that I've got still a long time to play. And like you said, like, always every day pushing for minutes, pushing to play, pushing to score, just, you know, bringing your best every day at training. I think it, you take care of the little things like that. It all adds up and it all leads to longer time playing more years on the back end. And I think that's something I've been very good at, um, you know, but, but with the, with the, uh, sorry, I hear Liam up there screaming dad, dad, yeah, no worries, uh, but uh, he can come down if he wants, but um, you know, it's just, Something obviously with the long-term knee injury, it's something that you I've thought about for the first time in my career was what's next. And, you know, I, I think that's good because I'm, I plan everything out. I'm a planner. I'd like to know things like, like to have things organized and stuff. So I think it's just natural of my, you know, my mentality and stuff. But, um, you know, I, now I kind of got sidetracked. Before. Yeah, no worries. Well, let's talk one last thing and that we, you know, we'll finish it up. Um, you know, I know, I know you worked with a lot of charities here in Houston. You obviously yeah. had more time, um, you know, w- without being a dad and um, being a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything going on? You know, it's kind of tough with COVID, but uh, you know, yeah. up in Seattle, are you, are you working with any organizations you want to bring some attention to, or um, is there any causes that you, you have going? Um, nothing like in particular right now, but we're, we're always doing the, it's the childhood cancer. There's always something that we're doing with that. And I think that's really, really important. But, um, you know, off the top of my head, I don't have a specific one right now other than Seattle Children's Hospital. Um, they do a good job of, you know, making sure that not only cancer patients, but all kids are, are taken care of and get good help. Hey, bus, come here. Yeah, well, well, for those that don't know, Will, Will and I were uh, Will and I always enjoyed the uh, the baldest beautiful events in Houston, especially oh, the ones, yeah. where, especially the, especially the ones where we got to sh- shave our heads and drink uh-huh. beer for free while we oh. served other people. Yeah, beer. the ones that were at Dogwood. I was like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we got a we got a little one on here. Who is this? Yeah. This is Liam. Can you say hi? Can you wave? Hi, Liam. He's a little shy right now. Normally, he's yeah, not. Well, he's got a big dome. He's looking at this big shiny head yeah. of mine and, and wondering what's going on. He's like, well, um, well, Will, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I wish you luck. You know, I, I think you've handled uh, you've handled the injury really well, and and um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always enjoyed you as a teammate. I'm glad that you gave us some time today because I think a lot of people. Uh, you've done a good job of keeping yourself reserved from uh, yeah. from maybe being in the in the public eye and. I think it's, uh, you know, I know that the, the Seattle fans will especially appreciate it. And, and yeah. you do still have a ton of fans here in Houston. I still see Bruin jerseys at the game. So um, I know they'll appreciate it too. I can't believe I was ever number 12. You know, <laughs> I think back on that, I'm like, what an odd number to pick, like as a striker, you know? Yeah, well, I was 32. Uh, yeah. And that wasn't, I didn't choose that. The equipment manager didn't think I was good enough to make the team. So <laughs> yeah, um, they probably, they're like, here, you're 12. You'll be gone in a day. <laughs> Well, 
anyway, um, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and, um, yeah. you know, and, and we look forward to seeing you the rest of the season. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always, always fun to chat with you. Thank you for listening to play by players. Visit playbyplayerspod.com for more episodes or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a production of the MLSPA. Learn more at mlsplayers.org.